The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. Hello and welcome to Recently Returned. My name's Kirsty and I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined today by Jenny for one of, another one of our summer series episodes. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Great to be here with you today. As you know, in our summer series, I'm going to be asking you a series of quick lightning round questions, followed by your book recommendation, which people can win or go in the draw to win by listening out for a code word, which I'll ask you for later. So are you ready for your lightning round? Yeah, yeah, let's get started. Excellent. So the first question is really easy. I just want to know what your job is at Wyndham and how long you've been with us. Yeah, I'm the Wyndham City Library's education and youth team leader. And I've been with the library service for just over three years now. Nice. Uh, and these next two questions, I just want the book and the author and no justification. The first question is, what is the one book you think everyone should read at least once? My one book from 2020 is <laughs> Calling Bullshit, The Art of Scepticism in a Data-Driven World by Carl Bergstrom and Jevon West. Oh, I wish I could ask you for an explanation for that one, but I won't. I'll just move on to our next question. Uh, again, just the book. What is one book you've been meaning to read, which is sitting unread on your bookshelf or to be read list? So sitting beside my bed is a Mother's Day gift, aptly titled Breasts and Eggs by the Japanese author Miko Kawakami. Interesting. So this next one is really a two-part question. So first, um, do you prefer fiction or non-fiction? I really enjoy reading both fiction and non-fiction. Recently, I've been reading quite a bit of YA fiction for work, being in the youth team in the library service. So for my personal reading, I've been tending towards reading more non-fiction lately. Mm, okay, well, I might follow that up with a non-fiction question then. So what is the most interesting thing you've learned from a book? So once again, I've got to restrict that to 2020. Otherwise, I would never come up with an answer for you. Uh, so a few months ago, I read a great book called The Reality Bubble by an author named Zia Tong. The author explores 10 blind spots that humans tend to have and how that can lead to bias in our decision-making. Um, but what really stuck with me was something that she mentions in the final pages. So she quotes the work of a researcher from Cambridge named Ali Vinazia, who endeavour to calculate the odds of any individual one of us being born. So I'll just share that calculation with you. I found it pretty mind-blowing. So factoring in the chances of your parents meeting, 
which he estimates at one in 20,000, and the chances of them staying together in order to conceive you, one in 2,000, the basic odds of your birth start at around one in 40 million. But that's before including biological odds. With your mother producing over 100,000 eggs in her lifetime and your father producing 4 trillion sperm in his, the chances of you in particular being here as opposed to a brother or sister works out to be about 1 in 400 quadrillion. But we have to go back further than just your parents because genetically you belong to an unbroken chain of familial lineage that goes back over 150,000 human generations. Benazir works out these odds to be in the order of 1 in 10 to the power of 45,000. To put all of this into perspective, the probability of your existence is equivalent to the probability of 2 million people getting together, each to play a game of dice, with a trillion-sided dice. They each roll the dice and they all come up with exactly the same number, meaning the odds that you exist at all are basically zero. I found that pretty amazing. And I have to say, I've got a four-year-old and when he's being a bit cranky lately and demanding or complaining about what he has for dinner, I've tried quoting that for him, but he doesn't quite find as more <laughs> inspiring as I do, Kirsty. <laughs> I imagine not. Wow, that's that's really it. Really makes you think about one. It does, doesn't it? It doesn't. It. It's just like, yeah, it makes you so grateful to be here. And yeah. so now we get to the part of the episode which our listeners may have been waiting for when I ask what your pick is for the summer read. And then after this, I'll get a code word and uh, talk about the competition a bit. So what should we be reading this summer? So my pick is David Sedaris, The Best of Me. This is a new anthology of his writings over the past 30 years or so, put together by the author himself. There's just over 40 short stories and essays in the collection. For those of you not familiar with his work, his work ranges the full gamut from fiction through to non-fiction, and there's been a kind of a grey area in between, particularly where his writing about his family is concerned. He's a very, very funny author. Um, Some of you might be familiar with his sister, Amy Sedaris, the actress and comedian who features as a character uh, in many of his stories. One of the standouts for me in this collection is a short story called The Perfect Fit, where he details his and his sister's love of Japanese clothing labels, in particular a label named Capital where everything looks as though it's been pulled from the evidence of a murder trial. Um, And it's very, very entertaining. It's important to note, though, that he doesn't just mock things. He actually really loves these clothes. And I was fortunate, actually, to see him live earlier this year at Hamer Hall. Uh, And The Perfect Fit was one of the stories that he read aloud. And he was indeed wearing clothing from Capital. And it it was quite an amazing outfit. 
you can tell in his writing, you know, he just has a kind of fascination and he loves celebrating the absurdities of life and the difference and questioning the naturalness of things, whether this be clothing or his, his own behaviour. I also enjoyed another story called The Girl Next Door, where despite his mother's advice, he befriends and tries to help a neglected nine-year-old neighbour named Brandy. And he, you know, expects this young girl to be very appreciative of his uh, pity and his civilising efforts. But, of course, the situation backfires horribly and this nine-year-old daughter and her mother, who live next door, uh, don't view him as some middle-class saviour at all. Um, yeah, it's very funny and also very astute and, and clever uh, observation of, of humans' behaviour. Yeah, excellent. Um, I guess I would recommend this collection to anyone who enjoys a good laugh. Uh, also, it's a good recommendation, I think, for someone who's time poor. Uh, because of the short story format, um, everything's sort of 8 to 12 pages in length, so you can easily dip in and out uh, of the collection. I don't think there's any new material in this collection, so I probably wouldn't recommend it to somebody that owns a lot of his previous works. I think, too, this is available in e-audio format, and because much of his work is semi-autobiographical and he does perform his works regularly, um, I definitely recommend checking out the e-audio uh, version of this book, too. Thank you for that. Has he provided any commentary about the pieces, why he chose them or anything like that? Yeah, he, he does have a brief introduction at the start of the book and he does briefly touch on, you know, some of the discussion around the fact that his writing does deal with his family and he has exposed his family over the years uh, quite a bit through his uh, writing uh, and he talks of just, you know, how much affection he has for his family. Uh, and he sums up why he chose the particular pieces in the book by saying they're the kinds of things he would have hoped to have been able to write when he started writing at 20 years of age. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much for that one. I think someone will be very happy to win a copy of this book if they enter the competition for which they will need a code word. So have you got one there for our listeners? Yes, the, the code word is bubble. Ooh. So if this book sounded like something that you would really like to read, you can enter the competition on our website, www.windham.vic.gov.au forward slash recently dash returned dash podcast. Competition entries are open until March 5th, 2021. Terms and conditions are on the website. And if you have uh, any feedback or you'd like to contact us, you can drop the podcast a line at recentlyreturned at windham.vic.gov.au or leave us a message on the library's Facebook page at Libraries in Wyndham. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me, Kirsty. You're welcome and happy reading. Happy reading, everybody.
Bye. Bye.